<laughs> oh my god where'd the snowman go the snowman has vanished has he melted no he's back folks snowman. what kind of shirt's that snowman that's a uh, we'll bring the fire oh for the dragons. i like it you gotta do it up every once in a while. You gotta man. do it gotta up do every it up. once in a while. A little fancy, a little fancy sauce. Got my little fancy thing here. A little fancy, fancy. 16 yeah. Sundays in Hell, week 13? This is week 13? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we played 12 games with the bye, week 13. Browns, yes. Titans, the snowman is joining me. I think we're gonna keep doing this. I'm tired of. Riding solo, Jason Derulo style. So the snowman is joining, and it is a joyous Sunday. Not a, not quite a Sunday in hell. This no, is the no. you know kind of the opposite. The score. Couple more ball games like this, and we turn it into sixteen Sundays in heaven. Yeah, and, and you yeah. know, I mean, like you know, sixteen more of those, we're in business. Yeah. I yep. mean, so what, what, let's just, uh, so the Browns win 45 35, or 41 35 today. The score is a lot co closer than the game was, especially that first half. Snowman, before we kind of get into the details of everything, can you just, what, what's your initial reaction and takeaways from today's game? Yeah, well, you know, I, you know, I wrote down some notes at the end of halftime, right? Yeah. What, what I kind of thought about the first half. And as the second half is going, going, going on, I'm, you know, trying to think about what I want to write down and, you know, what I want to talk about here. This game was really just a one-half ball game. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it was, what, 38 to 7 and a half? Yep. And the game was over. Right? Yeah. I think every halftime, uh, like, analyst guy, you know, on uh, Fox, NFL, whatever, they just said, this game's over. Titans can't come back from this. Like, you know, they made they ended up making a pretty good push there, but... I mean, just that deficit at halftime is just almost insurmountable. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason that it got so close, I mean, we saw this with the Cowboys game, uh, yeah. You know, the Browns being up a ton at halftime. The Browns were conservative, as they should be on offense. With that big of a lead, you want to keep it on the ground. Yeah. You want to keep that clock moving. You would have hoped they would have put up some more points, at least get some more first downs than they did in the second half. And yeah. you know, on defense, it's kind of an in-between tricky area because obviously they're not trying to get beat deep. So, you know, Tannehill had a field day in the second half. They completed a lot of passes. There were a lot of times where, you know, I have no idea and we have no idea what the defensive game game plans are. I don't know if they were just bad matchups or guys, you know, are passing guys off and they're just not communicating because a lot of guys ran pretty open, not just like yeah. guys, you know, not just playing deep and keeping guys in front. They're just seeing on some play action stuff. There were some guys running pretty open that we just did not see in the first half. Um, at all, so they were obviously playing very soft coverage on defense, and that fumble at the end, um, you know, thank God for Kareem Hunt running them down, um, you know, forcing yeah. them to waste some more time before they eventually ended up scoring a touchdown, and Andy Janovich, who had a, field, a fullback yep. assist today, also <laughs> getting it done on the hands team, fresh off the COVID list, so I mean, yep. if, if Baker didn't do what he did, he's your MVP for the game, uh, <laughs> but I mean, so that, that was the second half, so now we kind of... Oh, one more thing I want to talk about. What I didn't like about the second half was the penalties. In all three in all three phases, there were penalties, there were holding penalties on offense. There were, you know, you know, there were punts where it's like coming back cuz, you know, there's a hold over here and someone blocked in the back over there and on defense, yeah. you know, jumping off sides, a couple of, 
you know, I know we always talk about, you know, oh God, like really, is that really a penalty on like the one Zendejo interception? But those are the rules and the, those have been the rules for a yeah. long time with, with hitting up around the head. You just, ha- you just can't do that. Kevin Johnson or whoever the defensive back was that hit the, you know, the, the receiver up high. Like you just, you just have to know you, you, you can't do that. Um, yep. So I thought the Browns, that's what I didn't like. I thought they were sloppy, um, especially to start. I mean, the, the Titans scored like in three plays to start the second half. Um, and, I'll, and you never want that. I no. mean, that's just the worst because, you know, you come in, you come in the halftime, 38-7 lead. You're like, all right, yeah, we're going to be a little bit more conservative. You're not going to go out and you're not going to be throwing 75-yard right. bombs. Right. But at the same time, you're thinking, all right, we got to limit them, you know, limit them to the things they don't want to do, yep. which in all honesty is throwing the ball, which right. is, you know, that's why it was just so, so, uh, so over at halftime. Right. But yeah, he came out and was he <laughs> you just never want to see teams no. score in three plays or no. two plays or whatever it ends up being. No, That's, not at that all. Is not good. Yeah, they came out flat. I mean, because you know, ideally the Brown, you know, with the even though it's weird that the Browns don't play with a huge lead, they're really, really good in tight games, which is interesting yeah. because you would think with a huge lead, as good as they run the ball. Now, obviously, the teams even more so know that the run is coming, so they really, really load up the box. Um, yeah. But the way that they run the ball and can keep the clock move, clock moving, and there's no pressure on the defense, and you know Tannehill's just going to be dropping back to pass. You would think that'd be a field day for Miles Garrett, and I know no Denzel Ward, but you know you would think some of those guys in the secondary, um, you know, could make some plays there. Yeah. Um, and I, they did get an interception today. Got you know got a couple turnovers today, which was huge. But you would think that would be a recipe for success the way that the Browns are built. But you saw it with the Cowboys, and then today. Uh, you know, with those big yep. leads, it gets now. This one wasn't as uncomfortable as the Cowboys game, even though the scores, the, the Cowboys score was a little more of a differential because the late uh, yeah. Beckham touchdown. But uh, it, it's weird. It's I just kind of saw it coming. I'm just like this. This is just going to be kind of a weird second half. Yeah. No. When it went, it went to seventeen to seven. We were up seventeen nothing, yeah. and they scored like. Yeah. So easily. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. They, they went, they, they're like, we're going to throw the ball. And they went right down yeah. the field. I think it, that was like a three play drive too. Yeah. And they scored. And that was when I'm like, well, this, this might be a game. This is going to turn into a game. You know, right. this is, this is what everybody was expecting. You know, right. they expect this is supposed to be the best game of the week. You know, right. not a whole lot of other great matchups. This is the, you know, marquee matchup. And, you know, they come out 17, nothing. They score. You're like, okay, they're settled in, you know, Whatever, but you know, Cleveland just we just kept pounding them, absolutely yeah. pounding them physically. I I thought it just you know Henry was a complete non-factor. No, I think not I mean, at all. He finished with like sixty yards, but right. I mean, they, they completely got out of their yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he completely. They I mean, they turned him over. They stuffed him on fourth and one. They stuffed him on a two point conversion. Yeah. So I mean, obviously yeah. they were out of their game plan. You know, his numbers. Don't necessarily, you know, because he it wasn't in the normal game plan. Obviously, they had to throw the ball way more than they usually would. But still, he was a complete non-factor when when the game yep. was still a game in you know early on um, there in the first quarter and a little bit of the second quarter before the Browns blew it open. But that's enough of the negative because there's so much positive to talk about, especially with, oh, our, yeah. with especially with our quarterback Baker Mayfield. So let's just talk about you know what you saw from Baker today and what this means for him because. The way that everyone's talking, you know, if everything works out according to Colin Coward's theory that this was whether the Browns make him the quarterback yeah. or not, Baker made himself like yeah. probably like at least a hundred million dollars today. Absolutely. So here's my here's my take on 
quarterbacks like Baker. Okay. And, you know, I I put Baker in the tier of, like, Ryan Tannehill and, you know, some of those lower to mid-level guys. Yeah. Uh, he, he's obviously not Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, those guys. I'm a big believer of a guy of, like, his talent and his, you know, ability. Start him off quick. Start him, you know, the quick passes, the which is exactly what they did. The first yeah. play of the game, a little sticker out to Jarvis. Yep. You know, just a nice 8, 10-yard catch. Just just easy stuff. You get him going. You do a couple of those in a rhythm. And then, you know, after – it's just a – it's a mindset. It's a mindset thing. You, as a quarterback, you see three, four, five completions in a row. And then, you know, it's just – you're just confident. And that's when, you know, you pull those double moves out and you're throwing dimes and you're throwing deep crossers, you know. The stuff that he did. And I thought he did a really good job today of doing that. It, it's just, you know, last couple of weeks where he's kind of struggled has been the accuracy part. But he came out today and just really, really put the ball on the money and, you know, ended up doing really well. Right. And I don't think this is a fluke. You know, the, the, the commentators who obviously meet with the coaches no. and quarterback no. and things like that, they were talking about, especially the bye, they kept talking about how – you know, not only just for where the Browns were at, but also where their health was at. The buy really just came at a perfect time. You get that extra yeah. week, extra week for Nick Chubb, and all of a sudden he's back. Um, a couple other guys come back, and then, you know, even though they were coming off of a loss, you know, we also forget that the Browns had a completely new staff come into the building. Well, they didn't even really come into the building because of COVID. And so they're still trying to build that rhythm and that relationship between Stefanski and Baker. And you can see now that they're really starting to catch a rhythm. Because I was, you know, when we were talking, even last week against Jacksonville, Baker missed some wide open guys. But he also. That's what, that is what we've, we've been told. We've talked about it so many times because I, up to this date, have hated Baker this year. Right. You know, I gave him the pass last year with Fredward Kitchens. Yeah. Freddie Fingers. Yeah. The worst football coach of all time. Freddie Face. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we gave him that pass, and then, you know, we come into this year, and he just wasn't, like, producing and performing to what, you know, we thought. But the annoying part, just absolutely, that drove us crazy, you and I both, we've talked about it, the fact that he would show us that he is capable of having games like this. Yeah. And and making the throws that he's got to make, and making, the you know, the plays, making the right reads, all that stuff. And then he would just have terrible throws that would just totally negate every good thing that he really did because it would just be such a bad pick. And, yeah. you know, today he finally put it all together and said, you know, I'm a real football quarterback yeah. and I'm going to make the plays. Yeah, and and really on this win streak since the bye, second four-game win streak of the year for the Browns, by the way, which is crazy. I think they totally butchered that. I don't know if you heard at the end of the broadcast. It was like their first uh-huh. four-game win streak since whatever year where they won their last four games to end the season. I'm like, are we forgetting about – the, um, Northern Kentucky through Indianapolis before we played Pittsburgh. Like, like, yeah. where's like what? Yeah. Like, gee, what the, I, like I, that just I pisses me off. Like, how do you mess that up? But anyways, um, uh, you know, er, you know that that Houston game. Now I know Houston and Philly were atrocious weather games. So I mean, yeah. obviously they ran yeah. the ball well, but I thought Baker still did a nice job. And obviously against Jacksonville, we already talked about the wide open throws that he misses, and those are just. You know, a lot of those you you look at, you know, you can just look at his feet and you're like, oh, no wonder he sailed that ball was just not good. Right. But he still made some really, really good. Like when he's on, he make his arm is one of the strongest. And some of the throws he makes, it's like, 
oh yeah, there's the accuracy, accuracy stuff we would always talk about because he's right. deadly accurate working, you know, some of these throws that he makes, especially to Landry. He really trusts Landry, you know, yep. going back to his rookie year. Um, they never yep. had an issue. They've always been on the same page. Um, you know, and then through this week, you know, Baker was really, really good. But and, and something I noticed today too, he did a lot of work from the pocket. This was a game that we didn't see as many boots and rollouts. Um, even though they still utilized it, but usually yeah. it's an overwhelming, almost like an overwhelming majority of his passes, or yeah. at least it yeah. feels like it. That's what they do, and that's great. Baker's completion percentage yep. and the amount of yards that he throws, I think, is only second to Patrick Mahomes when he's outside of the pocket like that. So obviously he's really good and they have the running game to set it up. But today um, he really put it together. I mean, the four yep. touchdowns, um, all the yards protected the ball um, with the exception of the fumble on the fourth and one, which is kind of weird because wouldn't he be down by contact there where his legs not down? What's the rule on that? I was kind of confused. I don't know. You know, dude, every, every rule that comes through, by the way, if you just heard the ESPN thing, uh, uh, the ESPN alert: Browns yeah. clinch winning season for first time in huge 100 billion years. But no, you know, between the down by contact stuff and the is it a catch? Is it not a catch? You know, I like to think I know what I'm talking about, but at the end of the day, you know, I just am like, see, in that the catch who was it? That Natson guy mm-hmm. caught that fourth down play, right? And they reviewed it. I, personally, I didn't know that if your elbow goes down, that that's a catch, right? Yeah. I always knew it was two feet, one knee, or, you know, something like that. But I didn't know that diving and your elbow scrapes, that's right. in, and that's a catch. So I didn't know that. So to be honest with you, I, I don't know. I, don't I know was his loss. Was. I'm like, yeah, it seems like down by contact, he reached out and he had control right. of the ball. And then when his arms hit the ground, then he fumbled. I thought usually... Like, right, that's like right. a running back extending the ball for a first down and his arm comes down and the yeah. ball kind of bounces up and he's usually down. But yeah. I don't think it's a crime. since it was at the end of the game, it, um, was it, it was within two minutes, right? Well, yeah, all so those, all the turnover plays get reviewed like scoring plays like that, I'm pretty sure. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. But, yeah, even that, you couldn't, you couldn't, challenge it or anything or doing it it was it was reviewed and it stood obviously you know when it's under two minutes it's completely out of cleveland or tennessee's control exactly you know when it comes to a challenge that's all booth initiated um but yeah let me say my favorite play today was after jacksonville went went right down and scored just a huge kevin stefanski was like fuck you we're gonna come out with a one wide receiver formation run this like bunch of motion and this weird like boot thing where Baker pivots like he's Luke Kennard playing for Duke or Jay Billis playing for Duke and just a 75 yard on the out and up to Donovan Peoples-Jones who totally we had a couple totally redeemed himself moments first Kendall Lamb going false start and you know sending just nervous anxiety to me whether Cody yep. Parkey's now going to make this uh, extra point that's going to be five yards longer or whatever it was. Yeah. Luckily, he made it. And then Kendall Lamb makes up for it by not getting a pancake, by not keeping Baker safe, but by catching a effing touchdown, which was awesome, and then <laughs> which was so epic. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones, he, he dropped a touchdown. I mean, Baker yeah. pumped. Yep. He got open. I mean, he would have walked right in, and, and I was like – and that was early on, too. It was the first drive. I'm like – Cannot, we cannot go down the field like this and get field yeah. goals. I'm, it's going to drive me nuts. Luckily, it wasn't a big deal, but then he catches the 75-yard bomb uh, right. later in Which the half. that was also a great play. That was a great play by Baker because I think in, in weeks past and last year especially, you know, that play, if I remember correctly, he pumped, right? Yes. And if he had thrown the ball when he pumped it, 
and and not have restrained himself from throwing it. He probably throws a pick. Probably. Absolutely off the ball, and we're sitting here going, well, it's on him. Yeah. Instead, he restrained himself, and then, you know, DPJ comes open, and he fires it in there and just drops it. Right? And and yeah. not only and that, not only that, even if Baker pumped in the past, we his – he, he may come off of that, not let it come open, and then he would roll out the wrong way, roll himself into a sack, or into having throw you know throw it right. away. Or he would have thrown it, and he would have been open, but he would have been so discombobulated, yeah. and his feet would be in the incorrect position, and he wouldn't have made an accurate throw. That time, yeah. cool, calm, collected, pumped feet, shoulders, everything was working, and you know Peoples Jones just dropped it. Um, so you know that was you know now we're looking back on it and it doesn't matter that you know that's that's the one positive way that you can spin it that Baker made exactly. the you know everything spin was zone. working there yeah spin, spin zone spin jump zone. jump jump in the so, wa- so jump I, in the washing can machine. I te- can I tell you my favorite? Yes. My favorite part of this entire game. Yes. The complimentary football between the offense and the defense that yes. was played in really the first half. Yep. Obviously, you know, defense coming out getting that fourth down stop. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, and the and then the offense being able to go down and score and putting points on the board and not touchdowns, team, not field goals, yeah. scoring touchdowns. That's touchdowns. how you put teams away. Exactly, because especially t- Tennessee, who they feed off of Derrick Henry, as we said, he was a zero factor, non-factor in the game. And when you're when you're a team like us, really, you know, who prides themselves on the run, and you can't run the ball whatsoever. And you have to pass. Luckily for us, we've got guy like we've got the guys that we can throw the ball and throw the ball too. Right. But, you know Tennessee, who, who kind of has not really been a huge passing team throughout. We're the very, year, Tennessee and Cleveland's very similar in that way. Exactly. You know, just building that lead and then them having to play catch up and do something that they're not comfortable with is it's just hard. It's hard for any team but in it, any it, sport. Yeah, to do it, that. It's off of their game plan. I mean, it's going to be tough exactly. for, for for anyone to have to drop back there 50 times without a lead playing with, you know, from a deficit, e- even if you're Kansas city and that's what you do or Tampa Bay. And that's what you do is just throw the ball all the time. But when you're in a yeah. deficit, it just, it just makes it that so much tougher. And when Tennessee, like you said, is a running team, you know, it'd be like if Cleveland has to play from behind, you know, yeah. and you know, yeah. it, it's a tough, you know, it's, it's that much more of an uphill battle than it already is. And, you know, they obviously showed that they're capable of doing that because they ended up, you know, put, putting some points on the board. No, and, yeah. You know, Tannehill didn't have a bad day whatsoever. No, Tannehill, you know, they, Tannehill's they had, a nice please. Very Davis good. Had, Corey Davis had a pretty freaking great game, to be honest with you. But it, it's just, you know, with all that being said, they pride themselves on the run game and not being able to run, having Derrick Henry be invisible. That That's, that's what really did it. And I think my uh, underrated – player of the game is going to be Mac Wilson. I yes. Mac, Mac Wilson had a few plays where he met or, you know, came off, came scraping off the edge and Henry was getting outside and, you know, they stalemated and it wasn't Henry falling forward for three, four yards. No, it was, a it tackle. was like no gain or TFL. Yep. And a couple of, a couple of really nice pass breakups too from Mac Wilson that I, that I noticed. Yeah. He did a nice job and hopefully he's okay. He was evaluated for a concussion today. He had to leave the game. Yeah. So hopefully he's good because, um, you know, it'll be coming up. You know, Denzel Ward, hopefully he's back Monday, especially with that. We get an extra day, right? Is that how that works? Yeah, we get an extra day. Actually play on Monday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Baltimore's next. Monday night football at home. This is going to be another big test. So, you, you know, cross it off here. I'm looking at my picks. And it's, uh, you know, I picked, I actually picked the Browns to beat Tennessee. So I'm, I'm rolling with my picks, man, which we're going to go over here. Yeah. Um, 
I in, believe in if, if we, uh, if I remember correctly, when I made my picks the first, uh, yeah. first week, I think I had them going 16 and 0. So state champs. Yeah, 16 and 0 state champs. My God, no! Did you make a prediction? How many games do you think the Browns are going to win? I, I predicted anywhere from I didn't go through I don't think and did you know every single game pick, yeah but I I had them somewhere between nine and seven and eleven and five gotcha that was that was my that was my feelings and thoughts going into it beautiful well I'm gonna go over my picks right now the official yep. picks as always presented by Chicken Shit the social drinking card game that you play with strangers I have to bring this back we'll play it at the uh, Local 97 snowman. And I yeah. always say this is the perfect game because whether the Browns win or lose, when they win, you go out and you make and you and you have fun at you know strangers' expense. You all have fun together. But then if you're pissed because the Browns lost, then you just go out there and you just take it out on strangers and just like make fun of them to their face drunkenly. So I think it's the perfect game for yeah. uh the Cleveland Browns that are perfect sponsor. So here are my picks. Baltimore lost, got that one. Kentucky, Washington, Dallas. Uh, or excuse me, Kentucky and Washington, they won, got that one. Dallas missed on that one. Uh, Indianapolis Jones got on that one. Pittsburgh lost, got that one. Kentucky got it again. Vegas, they lost, I missed that one. Houston and Philly, I went on a three-game losing streak, missed all of those. Jacksonville and Tennessee, though, had me back on track. So the Browns are 9-3. and three. I am 8-4, and four, so I'm right there, hopefully. I, yeah. I predict the Browns would win nine games. They're there, and I think that they're going to win – at least one more game. They they absolutely should win two more games. The Browns are staring at. Now I know we want to go week to week here, but you know, looking ahead, the rest of the schedule it's Baltimore, Giants, Jets, Pittsburgh. They are staring eleven and five in the face. And the Jets put up a fight against the Vegas Raiders today. No one's going to be a letdown. No one's going to be a letdown. No. The Browns are a team that is. The right now, they're the number one wildcard team. The Browns would be the number one wildcard team if the playoffs started today. And, yep. I mean, the Giants are going to put up a fight. The Jets probably hope that they're not going to put up a fight. Um, maybe at the, they, they played the second to last week, so maybe they already have Trevor Lawrence lined up and they don't care if they win or not. They just don't. Maybe, maybe they already have Trevor Lawrence and they just don't want to join the Browns and Lions Club and maybe they try and fight. But, I, I, you know, right. there's no reason that the Browns shouldn't win 11 games. And,. Um, you know, we were kind of talking about this a few weeks ago, the way that Baltimore is trending. I know they made us look stupid, but you know, with, with COVID and you know what they've gone through and things like that, there's, um, no reason that the Browns shouldn't put up a fight and, and, and have an opportunity to compete and maybe even beat, you know, you know, uh, uh Baltimore on Monday night football. It's going to be another game for Baker to show up. Tennessee doesn't have much of a pass rush at all. They're in the very bottom of the league in terms of getting to the quarterback, um, but, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm really excited for Baker and I feel much better about Baker, but I want to see him against a team with the pass rush. And there's two, two of those games left Baltimore. You're going to get it for sure. Pittsburgh. We don't know because they may already have everything wrapped up. We'll be there, but it might not be right. much of a game yep. that matters, at least for Pittsburgh. Um, live show. We get, we're doing a live show. Yep, live show at the stadium. I mean, there's only going to be about four people there. So we're gonna have plenty, plenty of room. Um, uh, so, so yeah, this is going to be another big one, another big test for Baker. And again, like Cowherd said, especially since they won today, I want the Browns to win, but most importantly, I want the Browns to stay on schedule, do what they want to do on offense, compete on defense and protect the ball, especially Baker. I don't want him throwing bad interceptions. And yep. if the Browns go out there and look good and compete with Baltimore, I'm going to feel really, really good. Yep. 
That's all we yeah, can ask. I mean, that's 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 uh, easy way to put it. Great way to put it. It's the way she goes. Um, way she goes. What Christmas movie do we have tonight? Do we know yet? I have not made the final decision. Okay. I mean, do we want to do we want to let the viewers know about what what we've been doing? Yeah. Here give a or? give a quick quick little rundown here. So my mom is a big uh, big Hallmark movie. Lady. Hallmark. Hallmark movie. Yeah, if if anybody knows what that is, you know it's the you know the the guy goes home to his hometown, meets the girl, falls in love, Merry Christmas, blah blah blah. Whoa, I haven't seen you since high school. Wow, we had, remember exactly. all those feelings, man, on the hallways exactly. against those lockers, man. Yeah, that's exactly that is exactly what the premise of every movie is. Well, I was you know my mom loves them, watches them all the time, just throws them on and then has them in the background while she's doing stuff. Yeah. So you know I go home for Thanksgiving and. That's just constantly on the TV, so I'm like, you know what? Screw this! I'm gonna, I'm going to totally engulf myself. You in the created ABC Family or whoever does it does their 25 Days of Christmas. You decided to yes. do it with the cheesiest, worst, romantic, like basically movies where an acoustic yep. guitar is one of the main protagonists or antagonists. Yes. Like you're like, I'm right. gonna find those movies and I'm gonna make my own 25 Days of Christmas lineup. And you have been correct. And I've and I've been a part of it for the last two nights. And let me just tell you, this guy, he knows what he's doing. Yep. He's on it. I, I have, I have gone on. I'm, I'm working my way through Netflix right now, yes. finding the all worst, romantic movies that I can, and watching them and laughing through them because they're so bad. They're so bad. It, it's been a great time. All right, perfect. Well, I can't wait to find out what tonight's movie is. Um, well, thank you guys so much for listening. 16 Sundays in Hell and Joe Bore Podcast, week 13. Myself, producer Snowman, who's in season right now. He's always in season, but it's December, so you know you know how he's rocking right now, being the snowman. Uh, we will talk to you guys next Monday, Monday Night Football, Browns and Ravens.